What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. Momo going to join us in a couple of minutes, so stick around for that. By the way, when we were talking Dodgers, forgot to say happy birthday to Mookie Betts. Yeah. Speaking of Major League Baseball, we have a Major League Baseball update for you today. Uh, we've got some finals to pass your way. The Atlanta Braves have taken a 2-0 lead with a uh, 2-0 win today over the Miami Marlins. Uh, the Houston Astros won, or excuse me, lost their game to the Oakland A's. So that series, uh, they trail two games to one. Houston leads that series two games to one. And at the top of the third, the Rays lead the Yankees one to nothing, and that series is even at one game apiece. And don't forget, we are taking you right up to uh, Dodger baseball tonight here. As soon as we are done at 6 o'clock, we will turn it over to the ESPN Dodger broadcast. So, uh, LZ, anything stand out over the baseball playoffs thus far to you uh, other than the Dodgers that we've discussed just a second ago? Uh, no, to be quite honest with you. And it's not because I'm not paying attention, but because I – because I am, it's just that I don't see a storyline that's outside of what was expected so far. Correct. Have you? No, no, I, I would agree. I mean, I think that uh, maybe Houston is a mild uh, surprise. Maybe. 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 But, but they are really good. They just had a bad season to start right. the season. But we know that there's talent there. So that's it's not all that surprising. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. All right, let's move on here. Uh, the NFL COVID situation. Now that thing is getting dicey. Mm. So, basically, we found out the Titans players, which is the epicenter of all of this, uh, held a workout at a Nashville high school. And that was confirmed to ESPN. Adam Schefter reporting on that. And... Dog, I mean, did we not learn from what happened at the beginning of Major League Baseball? Man, listen. When you have millionaires whose job it is is to defy the odds and not pay attention to the naysayers, what did you think was going to happen? Man, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Right? That is true. I mean, if they, if they paid attention to what they're supposed to do, they wouldn't be in the league to begin with. Yeah, so there's all talk about, you know, New England lost uh, Stephon Gilmore, who's the best corner in the league. Uh, the Titans have, uh, you know, shut down their facilities. The Patriots have shut down their facilities. I have been a proponent, and you're listening to KSB in Los Angeles, of a bubble for the NFL. I think you can do four regional bubbles, one in Southern California, kind of L.A., San Diego. you got a bunch of stadiums between uh, the two areas, uh, including the Rose Bowl, the Coliseum, SoFi, right, the old Chargers Stadium. Like, there's stuff you can use there. You could find a place in Texas to play, clearly. Uh, you know, maybe a, a Chicago for the Midwest bubble and, like, a northeastern city, Philly or Boston or whatever. Like, there's plenty of places that they can do this. Uh, they may end up doing it for the playoffs. I think that could be discussed. But the, I honestly think they should consider it for the regular season, LZ. Listen, like I, I, I want football to make it to the end. I love the sport. I love watching the sport, blah, 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 blah. But you get what you deserve, man. Like, it, it wasn't that hard to see, oh, that actually works. World Team Tennis did it in the middle of summer. Right. Went without a hitch. Saw what the NBA was doing. Saw the WNBA finish this season without a hitch. Yeah. NHL. Yeah. Why? Like, wh what? Yeah. Even baseball got <laughs> Even hip to it. baseball right. got hip to it. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. 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 It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, next, Russell Westbrook. We were just talking about the NBA Finals and Disney. And thanks to PJ Carlissimo for joining us earlier. And again, Momo's going to join us in a couple of minutes. Russell Westbrook left an eight thousand dollar tip to the disney hotel staff 
first of all, that's awesome. Uh, second yep. of all, I feel like that puts some pressure on the uh, Heat and Lakers here before this thing wraps up. You got to at least do 8,500 if you're Braun. Yeah. At yeah. least. You, you yeah. can't be the guy who's about to be a billion-dollar man and then have you know Westbrook outdo you in the tip, especially since you were there longer than him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You have to leave a better. I feel like you got to go double at least. I think at, if you're brought in them, yeah, at least, yeah, and like a like a six pack of like Coke Zero or something. Yeah, <laughs> six pack. Uh, well, Jimmy Butler clearly will leave. Uh, what is it, uh, Michelob Ultra? Right, those are his commercials that he does. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last, speaking of LeBron, mm-hmm. LeBron LZ for the first time in his career. On the Wheaties box. First of all, I was stunned to learn that that was the first time in his career that he is on the Wheaties box. Uh, but he is, him and the I Promise School have made it onto the Wheaties box. Well, fantastic to him. That's an awesome accomplishment. I think that still means something. Um, but raise your hand if you're eating Wheaties. Ooh, no, I don't like Wheaties. Yeah, it's I not mean, very good. I don't know. Morales is going to get on me. They might be a sponsor. I don't know. But I would just say I've had Wheaties once. Right. And I was like, uh, understood. Got it. Don't need to do this again. It's kind of like burning my hand on a stove. <laughs> it is not a good tasting cereal. Like when I was a kid, I, give me the sugary stuff. I loved Frosted Flakes. That was my thing. Give me Frosted Flakes all day. Um, you know, Fruit Loops. Uh, I wasn't a big Cocoa Puffs guy. Uh, I liked corn pops. I thought corn pops were good, too, when I was a kid. Uh, do you want to take a guess who are the top two uh, athletes who have been on the uh, Wheaties box the most? I'll ask Greg Bergman first. Can you name one of the two? Jordan. Jordan is one. Can you name number two? Kobe. Uh, no. Adam, you want to name who is second behind Michael Jordan? You want to give it a crack? Ugh. So so this is how many times he's been on the Wheaties box the Correct. Most? Correct. Shaq? No, that's incorrect. LZ, you know the answer, right? You, you remember because we talked yes, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know Go number ahead. three if you want to push me. I don't know number three either, to be honest <laughs> okay. with you. Right. So uh, I'll but, look it up and test you. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yes. Go ahead. It's uh, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is number two. Michael Jordan, 18 times. Tiger Woods, 14 times. Now, both were spokesmen, though, for Wheaties as well. So that, that's like that probably, cheating played a role in it yeah for sure uh that's what you need to know brought to you by morongo play it safe good times good times for the lake ac green was on a weedy box what's that ac green had a had a weedy box before lebron james ac green yeah yeah he did don't mean to hate on ac green i just i love ac green yes who doesn't who doesn't i'm I'm wearing here Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, also was on the Wheaties box before him. That's pretty good. Um, That's pretty good. Mark McGuire was on the Wheaties box before we found out about the, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. Um, All right. So, again, thanks to Morongo, Play It Safe, Good Times. Uh, That's what uh, What You Need to Know is sponsored by. And, of course, good time for the Lakers, LZ, as they are up three games to one. And, look, we have talked a lot about AD and LeBron. and, And, look. There are a couple of other things that we need to discuss, mm-hmm. including the bench, right? The bench and the defense. But let's start with the bench. It may not always be perfect, okay? Right. But it works, okay? It reminds me of, do you remember in the movie Jerry Maguire 
when uh, <laughs> when uh, he's doing the Roy Firestone interview, right. and he's like, "I'm not gonna cry, Roy." And then he tells him about the uh, the the contract that the Arizona Cardinals have signed him to, and he starts thanking everybody. And at the end, he's like, "And my brother TP." You're militant, but I got nothing but love for you. And I, I feel like that's the Lakers bench. You know, you guys have made us cry sometimes. You've made us angry, but we got nothing but love for you right now. You know, if you check, though, there's always at least one dude that comes yeah, through. Yeah, right. I one or the, two in like some The frustrating cases. thing about this yeah. bench isn't that it doesn't show up. The right. frustrating thing is you don't know which player is going to show up. Correct. That's the frustrating thing. You're like going, oh, well, Kuz had 20 the other night. Let's keep him going. Oh, he's not feeling it tonight. Well, then right. who is? Oh, my God. Look, Rondo's nailing threes. Okay. Yes. It's Rondo's night. You know, it's yeah. like that's the infuriating part. And I think if you're like a LeBron James type and you're trying to, you know, get your offense going, it must be kind of crazy not knowing which bench player is going to get going as you're trying to look for teammates to get going. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 for Frank Vogel, it's got to be like, you know, some nights it's got to be like, all right, hopefully one of you come up and step up. <laughs> but uh, yesterday was all about KCP. It was the KCP game. And it made me think of one thing. Adam, play Lakers vice president and general manager Rob Palinka. I would venture to guess there's people in the room that are uh, familiar with the, the stories in the book of Genesis. Uh, where there was a time when the Israelites were wandering in the desert and all of a sudden bread came down from heaven. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what today feels like for us to have KCP join. What the hell? Mana from heaven, buddy. The prophecy is fulfilled. No, dog. <laughs> nah, he still was wrong for that. <laughs> Greg, what do you think? Was he wrong for that still, or, or is the prophecy fulfilled? I mean, he's had his ups and downs, but it was fulfilled for that game? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know what, Rob? I'm giving you credit. Mana from heaven finally came down, okay? No, dog. No, man. Don't do that. No, yeah. no, no. Maybe, maybe rain from heaven, you know? <laughs> but mana, mana is so special. Yeah. It's, it's like, no, man, no. Yeah. I'm, Just Adam, tell, the tr tell the truth. The truth is, is that Clutch Sports says, hey, if you want this, you got to do that. Right. That was that. <laughs> of course there was some of that. Adam, mana from heaven, yes or no? I mean, five points down the stretch pretty much like helps secure that win. I'd say so. Yeah, 15 and f five assists for KCP. By the way, the Lakers are 12 and 1 this postseason when KCP scores at least 10 points, okay? Mana Jesus. from heaven. Hold up. Did you say 12 and 1 when he scores 10 points? Yes. That is such a low bar. <laughs> hey, it don't matter, dog. You know, I got you the stat. 12 <laughs> and 1. Points, 10 points. If you hit one bucket a quarter, we could be undefeated. The only yeah. thing that impresses LZ is his new Kobe flask at this point. Oh, that Kobe uh, flask yeah. is nice. It is posted on social right now. Oh, is it on the Instagram already? It's on the gram, and then I put it on Twitter. Someone asked. They wanted to know what it looked like, and I I felt it was my priority you know, yes. to, to make sure they knew. So. Yeah, yes. But I'm not um, going to use it until Friday. Yeah, so the bench was big, but the other part of this game, as we mm -hmm. sort of alluded to to begin the show, was the defense. And we've talked about this. For as great as the Lakers are with LeBron and AD – the backbone and, and the thing the one thing that everyone can contribute to LZ, regardless of whether they're having a hot night or a cold night, 
uh, on offense is their defense. And look, man, the Lakers' half-court defense yesterday, which had been a struggle uh, through a couple of games in this series, was incredible. To give you uh, an idea, the Lakers in games two and three were giving up 124 points per 100 possessions, okay, in the half court off or in their half court defense. In yesterday's game, they gave up 98.6 points per 100 possessions. They absolutely brought it in an area where they had struggled in this series. Well, they looked at the tape and. You know, two things were driving me crazy. One of them you and I talked about, George, before the show, which was the Lakers were a little slow, particularly in the first quarter, recognizing that the Heat was playing that pass in the corner three and that they knew what you were doing and that they got deflections, which give you shorter shot clocks or sometimes just outright steals. And that really kind of anchored our defense or, you know, was troublesome for our defense. But the other thing, and, and to your point, was about how they played Jimmy Butler. Jimmy wants to go right. Yeah. And Jimmy is going to drive hard right. No, Jimmy's going to drive hard left, up fake you, and then spin the opposite shoulder and shoot his little jump shot. Right. Like, that's his move. And he ate like crazy in that 40-point triple-double that he had in game three, doing that move over and over again. But last night... I saw Kuzma went for it once, but AD didn't go for that move at all last night. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about, dog. Like, study. Check out what a guy wants to do. And then take that away from him and force him to have a counter move. I think part of the reason why Jimmy Butler had, like, not a, he didn't have a bad game by any stretch, but he had a solid game and not the game he had in game three was because of the half-court defense and the fact that the, they didn't turn the ball over as much in the second half, so they didn't get as many offensive possessions, and some of Jimmy's go-to patented moves, they were prepared for. They were ready for. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he, no, didn't they, get, he didn't get the same open looks because of it. Yep, no question about it. And, uh, and Momo's going to join us here in a couple of minutes. We'll talk to her about her Game 4 observations. And, uh, look, here's another thing. Uh, to your point, LZ, L.A. held the Heat to 42.7% shooting as a team with just 18 assists. Miami, we talked about it, moves the ball as well as any team uh, in in, in the regular season and in the bubble and in the playoffs. And that is the lowest total of the entire postseason for the NBA's most pass-happy team. Nobody passes the ball more than the Heat this season, okay? And they, they had 18 assists, which was by far their lowest total of the entire bubble, including the playoffs. So that was excellent Lakers defense. So we'll talk to Momo here in just a second. We'll get her game four observations. Stick around for that. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So down on LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. We're taking you up till 6 o'clock today because we've got Dodger baseball here on 710 ESPN. I feel greedy. Why is that? Because we just keep winning in the city, man. Yeah. We just keep winning. Yeah. If we did, could the only Kings run- win the, did the Kings win the Stanley Cup? 
No, but they did draft the uh, the uh, a, a black player, and they he's the highest uh, t- taken black player in any uh, NHL draft. So there you go. Oh man! Oh no! Oh no! Why? Oh no! All this pressure. Well, dog, but it's gonna be great. If he doesn't come through, a black player won't be drafted in the lottery ever again. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you know you only get one shot. You heard Eminem. <laughs> I don't know. I hate to break it to you. Eminem's not black, though. He's not even light-skinned? No. No, no. You, he'd have to be very light-skinned. Uh, you know, everybody's different. <laughs> uh, Ramona's joining us here now. Mama Momo is with us here. Uh, Momo, um... The, the city is winning. The city has a real good feel to it right now, for sure. I mean, how old were you in 88? How old was I? I yeah. was, uh, when that World Series was going on, I was 11 years old. But I was okay. watching it. I remember it. So I was nine, and, like, little Momo was, like, Laker fan, Dodger fan, and I kind of get, you get that vibe. I was driving around the city today, and it's like, the Dodgers are winning, the Lakers are winning, and it's like, you get this, I don't know. Like, L.A. has a superiority complex, I think. Like, you think? only when we're winning. Yeah. <laughs> like, like when the Lakers suck and the Dodgers suck or whatever it was. Like, I remember during the McCourt years, it was just like, oh. Like, but, like, we tap into our superiority complex real quick. Once you know what, what I need, though, Momo? What's that? And I need the audience to kind of fill me in and hit us up on Twitter about this. Or you can call us if you'd like at 877-710-ESPN. You know what I haven't seen very much of? Huh. Hmm. Car flags. Where are the car flags? Yeah, where I feel are like, the car flags? I feel like that is an L.A. staple is the car flag when the teams are rocking. Do so you think that's a COVID thing? Like, because you kind of have to buy those from people standing outside on the corner. And like, yeah, or you can really buy them at like the grocery store. I've seen them at the grocery store, a right? Little, yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Normally when I see car flags, they're like somebody's. Somebody's sitting out there. Somebody's like, you know. It's no, like there is a stand. lot of that. There is a lot of that. But Greg and Berkman. And I'm not stopping at any stand like that right now. Yeah, that's you? true. You, maybe it is a COVID thing. Bergman, have you seen any car flags? No, I really haven't seen that many. Right. Yeah. That's They're weird. not out right now. Hey, yeah. put, a, put that as a poll question. Put that out. Like this, yeah. Let's, but, let's, let's crowdsource. I want to see where the car flags are. I'm not yeah. seeing the L.A. Is- Dodger car flags either, and that's usually either. out no. there too. Yeah. No. yeah. Are they good for the environment or something? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. They're not green anymore. Maybe Newsom banned them or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Momo, what was the thing that stood out the most to you in game four? I mean, I just think it's LeBron and Anthony Davis challenging each other. Like, they just, they're bringing out the best in each other. Rondo's bringing out the best in AD. Like, they just, you know, the, I, I noticed a little little part there where, you know, LeBron and AD, like nobody else is guarding Jimmy but us. It's like one of us who is going to guard Jimmy Butler. And he's not getting anything on us. And it was, it was, you can just see that dynamic that they've had all year where they push each other. And that's really been, that's really been a big deal for both of them. You it's, know? I don't know. Are, how many of you guys are dog owners? Uh, you mean, <laughs> I have been. Dog. Not right now at the current moment, but I, I mean, have I been got a for cat, most but, of my okay. life. Oh, she does so, have a cat, yes. So the one thing that I've always been told, and now I've experienced it, is that um, when you have an older dog that's still spry but older, and you bring right. in a puppy, it automatically invigorates the older dog. Yes. To keep up. Yes. That's right. And I'm not calling either of our players dogs, but I think there is a dynamic that's similar to that, where you know Bron has done it all multiple times over. 
and is really just playing to be playing because there's nothing he needs to do to justify his career at this point. But he looks over and he sees AD doing things and it gets him hype to want to do things too. And I think AD's presence, you know, assuming of course that we resign him, is going to extend LeBron James's career in ways in which had he been surrounded by other hey. veterans of a similar age would not have. That's a great point. I mean, it's, it, it is that, like, you know, Kobe had that a little bit when he was towards the end of his career where, like, you know, every young guy in the league who grew up, like, watching and idolizing Kobe was, you know, would go at him every single time. But he, I, always, I always kind of felt bad in that he wasn't on good teams at the end. Like, all the teams that he was on sucked. Right. The last the last few years, like it was just a bunch of kids, and he was like the old the old dog, and there was just and there was puppies, but they were like misbehaving, like they weren't <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it was they just, weren't useful puppies, you know. Yeah, like Anthony Davis is put like he's pushing LeBron, and then LeBron is like, and then and then AD wants to impress LeBron, and he mm-hmm. wants to impress Rondo, like he mm-hmm. he he cares about their respect, he cares mm-hmm. about them, and. You know, I was talking to Alvin Gentry the other, you know, last night as I was getting ready to write, and he was saying like in New Orleans, like Ronda would get up in AD's face and be like, "You're better than that. You need to be the best player on the court. You need to be the best player in the league. Like you are that." And he won't let him not be that. And so when somebody believes in you like that, when they see that kind of talent in you, you're like you want to be that. You don't want to let him down. This guy, this is like a Hall of Famer who believes in me like that. Yeah, that's what I do with my son. It's like, you can take out that trash. Don't let nobody stop you from taking out that trash. You are the best trash taker outer that has ever been born. You go out there, you own that trash. You let that trash know who daddy is. Uh, Momo. Oh, oh, did you hear what Bergman just did? Oh, the Astros trash cans, yes. Uh, Astros lost today, though. Astros lost. No, no, that was me. That was, oh, Adam. that was Adam. That was Adam. Good job. That was good. Yes. I like that. Uh, Momo, before I get to, I, I do want to talk to baseball with you. We'll do that yeah. in the next segment. Um, but is KCP now officially mana from heaven after having a KCP game? Oh my goodness! Oh my, <laughs> yes. Like the origins Thank of you. this team can be traced back to KCP signing. Yes. Yes. I mean, yes. that's where, like, he was the precursor. He was the he was the he was the forefather of LeBron, right? Like, he, and he fulfilled KCP, the prophecy. He fulfilled the prophecy yesterday. He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Man, that I've seen that clip so many times the last in the last twenty four hours, and it's yeah. just it, we played it, it. it. It's still funny. It will yeah. always be funny. Won't oh, it? Adam, play it for Momo. Go ahead, I Adam. Play it for. I guess there's people in the room that are uh, familiar with the the stories in the Book of Genesis. Uh, <laughs> where there was a time when the Israelites were wandering in the desert and all of a sudden bread came down from heaven. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what today feels like for us to oh, have man. KCP join. There you sweet, go. Sweet Jesus, man. It's just every time <laughs> I, mean, I if hear you're KCP, it. If you're KCP, I mean, are you looking at him like, Whoa, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> I would just, not be able to keep a straight face. I love it. God save the like, Pope. If this was manna from heaven, it would have never left Detroit. They drafted him. Oh, my God. Like, hey. What? It's too funny. The prophecy is fulfilled. Stop hating, LZ. There's a lot of prophecies on this team. Rajon Rondo was a prophecy as well. When Do you remember what? Kobe having breakfast with Rondo? I don't remember that. So this was like a, like later in Kobe's career. Everybody, you know, he got spurned by, like, Dwight said no. 
LaMarcus Aldridge said no, Carmelo said no, and everybody was like, who's going to play with Kobe? Nobody wants to play with Kobe, you know, right? Like, that was a big storyline. And then one day when the Lakers go through Boston, Kobe and Rondo are photographed having breakfast together. And it was like, Mm. ooh, maybe the Lakers are going to get Rondo, right? Where do you think Rob Palenka got the idea that Rajon Rondo would be a great add to this team? Oh, makes sense. Yeah, Makes sense. You know? He was listening to the morning show. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I have. If you, if you think like, I, I didn't think Kobe was as involved in opinion, opinion giving, um, as he, as I have later found out that he was. Really? Yeah. Such like, as what else do we know? Um, I. Think, what else can you give up? Like that's that's be- the better way to describe it. Uh, I think the Lakers had a pretty strong interest in Derrick Rose this year at the trade deadline. And it was directly from Kobe's. Like Kobe just thought that would be a great ad for them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that Kobe like had any time to be telling, you know, Rob or anybody or Magic, whoever he was telling, like, this would be a great fit. I mean, he was so busy doing his his own stuff. But yeah. like he later, you know, we sort of later found out. And why do you think the Lakers kept Kuz? Why do you think they felt so strongly about keeping Kuz? Kobe. Kobe. I mean, it's, he did, like, it wasn't, like, in their ear all the time, but I do think his opinion was sought and heard more than we realized. Mm. Well, that, it, that would totally make sense, you know, because game recognizes game. Yep. And as you're trying to put together a roster, anyone and their mama can put together a roster yeah. with the number one overall draft pick or when a superstar mm-hmm. wants to come to you, the separator is your ability to find – the people that have been discarded overlooked. Uh-huh. And that's when you need a baller to help you see that, you know, and looking at like a player like a Rondo or Jay Crowder or, you know, a whole bunch of guys who are in this league who are not all-stars at this point, yep. but the guys who are all-stars recognize those players, those Andre Guadalas, those are difference makers. And Kobe was the ultimate baller recognizer baller. That's all. Uh, Coming up next, Momo, I want to ask you about LeBron's kind of state of mind, uh, particularly heading into that last game and what I want him to sleep, George. I want him to sleep some more. Yeah, that's not healthy. Healthy is not healthy to not sleep. Uh, So we'll get into that. (laughs) I have a on Saturday. I have a a Clipper coaching question for you, and then some Dodger stuff for you. So Momo's sticking around for another segment. You guys stick around with us. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedano LZ with you here. Mama Momo hanging out for another segment. We are done at 6 o'clock. We'll take you up to Dodger Baseball on 710 ESPN. Game two of their NLDS series as they lead one to none against the Padres. The Rays just hit a three-run homer to take a 4-1 lead over the Yankees in the fourth inning. And that series is tied at one apiece. Stankies. Uh, I thought Tanaka was supposed to be this, like, 
postseason star. Like he's supposed yeah. to be their guy. Ooh. He hasn't worked out so well for them. He has oh. no. Hey, was that Van Halen that was playing? It was. And shout out to uh, rest in peace Eddie Van Halen. I saw yesterday. Uh, man, twenty twenty, man. It's weird. Lots of shots, but not the not the target we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wild. Yes, it was Van Halen. So thank you for mentioning that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Momo. LeBron James yesterday. Now, Elsie yeah. and I, you know, we, we do the rare – we took a rare bow uh, to start the show because we had stressed that game four going into – when we were doing the show on Monday, that the, game four, you had to treat it like game seven. You had to treat it like a must win. And, Adam, play the cut. LeBron James in the postgame clearly li- listening to Sedano and LZ on the podcast. Sorry, Bergman was trying to talk my ear off. Which oh, LeBron cut did you want? The uh, the post game. God, one. Greg, don't blame me. Don't blame me. You, you were listening. Timing. No, you were. He wasn't listening. That's not on me. No, That's on he him. was. He was. He you was set talking that to me about perfectly. Yo-Yo Ma and <laughs> whatever else. Sedano and... set that up perfectly for you. You could have. He really found did. That. He really did. Yeah, I really did set it up. Yeah, well. but it was. I mean, it was. But like I'm going to blame Bergman. I trust Bronstein. Of course, you should blame Bergman. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, because that's that's because I know how everything works and the things I could do to this station if you make me <laughs> right. You just sabotage Ooh, the whole wow, place. That's true. Uh, all right, LeBron. The, he the text message too. Like he's thought about it before. <laughs> he definitely message. has. He definitely has. Burned no building. Text, text message after to his our teammates. team meeting. I just I just felt that felt that vibe. I felt that felt that pressure. I felt like for me personally, this was one of the biggest games of my career. And um, just wanted to relay that message to my teammates, the type of zone I was in, the type of moment it was. I just know how great of a team that we're playing against. And after the game three um, win, that, that confidence that they had, they still have, even after tonight's loss, they're just a, a gritty, so damn well coached team. And I feel like if we want to be a championship ball club. If we really want to be a championship team, then we – we gotta we gotta have that same grit and that same attitude. So, just just my mindset. So, Momo, the way I look at it is this: um, you know, LZ and I discussed the reasons why we felt on Monday that you have to treat it like a game seven and as a must win because at two two. The noise was going to be loud if that were the case. It was going to be our guy, Stephen A., going, Michael Jordan would have never lost two games to a team with a bunch of players who were hurt, right? Like Max would have been saying crazy things, and Lord knows Skip Bayless might have imploded, uh, to be honest with you. So, like, there was going to be a lot of noise, and he also knows – what it's like to be in that other huddle and in that other locker room with that particular team and that particular coach and that particular franchise. And you can't breathe life into a wounded animal. Extra off day, right? We yeah. have a whole other news cycle and they got nothing else to do in that bubble. Right. Like usually LeBron is in zero doc 30 mode, right? Like he, no social media, no TV, no nothing gets inside the light. You know, the, the nothing gets inside, right? He's in the bubble with nothing else to do. They're right. all in the bubble with nothing else to do. It's, like, really hard to stay off your phone. It's really hard to, like, not watch TV. I mean, I guess you could keep it to, like, Netflix and stuff. I mean, right. you know, I've been trying to do that lately because I find that I sleep better at night when I watch, like, you know, silly Netflix shows as yes. a, or, or Bravo shows rather than the news. Yes. Um, Are but, you watching that Emily in Paris, by the way? Oh, binge that in two nights. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not even good. But it's I just not even watch. good. How it's could you? Good. It's yeah. so bad. 
is bad. Is is so is really it's a Darren Star creation. I mean, it, didn't he do all those shows, Melrose Place and all that, right? Yeah. Well, well, he did Sex in the City, which I thought was was funny. Oh, he did Sex in the City. Oh. Yeah, which I thought was both funny as well as smart. But, but it was smart and witty. No, this wasn't even good. But I just no. like it was just like the the, the guys were cute and. I, that's, it was fun for me to look at, okay? And then there's also Paris, and it's like this escapist thing. But from a from an artistic standpoint, no. I mean, this is like the TV equivalent of junk food. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, this gives it's junk like food the TV a bad name. You know what it's like? It's like the TV equivalent of like sometimes you're like, you go into that 7-Eleven and you're like, hmm, I could go for one of those chicken sandwiches here. Yeah, and and it's like, always a bad idea. It's always a bad idea. Or the you know hot dog. I mean? The hot yeah. dog at the, the gas dog. station. Hot dog yeah. at the gas station. Don't ever eat the hot dog at the gas station. I don't care how good it looks to you. Don't I, eat I the a, hot dog. I have at the a rule. If you have to if you have to rip open the condiments in small plastic packages, <laughs> just lower your expectations <laughs> of how the food is going to taste. Yeah, I, just I, like, lower like, it. Today I went into the office for like the first time in seven months. Okay? Oh, you did, did around, around the horn today. Horn. That's right. I saw that. So I go in and I'm like, ooh, this is kind of weird. I haven't been here in a while. Like, you know, and and I, I was at the end of the show, I was like famished. I hadn't really eaten enough. And I was like, oh, I'll just stop by the venue machine. And I was like, this wasn't a good idea ever. Like, right. <laughs> to go by, like, how long are these sandwiches been in here? Yeah, probably ooh, months. Yeah. Months. Oh so I was like, I think I'm going to go fake Newton. Like yeah. it's gonna be a it's it, like that's what you order from the like workplace vending machine. Correct. But like right. I binged it and like Emily in Paris was like dumb, but like oh. it's fun to look at France and yeah. like it's like I watched it for the same right. reason I watched House Hunters International. So you're you're equating that to the uh, LeBron if they would have lost going two two watching first take and all that like yeah that's what, you can't yeah, help yeah, it yeah, you can't yeah, help it they're just yeah. home yeah they're, I mean they're they're stuck in their hotel room forever and and I think like guys like. Now they're at the place where they can see the end. Like you're close enough to the end where like if you win on Friday, you get to go home on Saturday. Right. Like you're just for the next three months. So there's this weird feeling of like, you know, everybody like it doesn't really matter if you play, you know, five games or six games or seven games. You're close enough to the end where, you know, usually in the finals. Team gets down three one and and, you know, that gate that that uh, there's a whole nother cross country trip. If the if the team that has won loses or sorry, wins that game before game six, right? If they lose game five, then you know usually do, do you know they have to? It's just over, right? Right. But mm-hmm. and and everybody goes home. But if they win game five, it's like oh, let's not win that game five because then we all have to fly back east to Boston or oh we got to fly back to Cleveland for game six, whatever it is, right? Like. There's none, none of that. It doesn't matter. They can just keep playing until this thing is over. There's no, there's no pressure to go. And there's also, like, you're so close to the finish line, it doesn't really – the extra couple of days doesn't even matter. So these guys, man, they just got to be sitting in their hotel rooms, like, all day long, chewing on this. They're probably, they probably watch first take, like, when it's on again. You know how they have their repeat? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, they probably watch it twice. What yeah. else do you have to do there? Yeah, so it would have been, been and, fishing. And, and I think he recognized that. And again, just mm-hmm. breathing life into a team that was starting to yeah. feel it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think like what, one of the things that concerned me heading to Game Four wasn't Jimmy Butler; it was the fact that Tyler Hero had gotten kind of going in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And and oftentimes when an offensively talented player gets to get loose a little bit that carries over yeah and i was worried that 
he would have one of those spectacular 30-point games that he's had um, in this game because he had gotten loose. And I thought he played well, bad shot selection at times, but overall I thought he played well. But that coupled with Bam Adebayo and Jimmy and the pressure and expectations that this is supposed to be a Lakers victory, if it was a 2-2 series, all of a sudden now I'm freaking out. But Momo, you'll be happy to know. Mm. Your boy LZ picked the Lakers in five. Did you and, really? And I do believe I am on course. Yeah, I think you are. You are. I on mean, course. I think they finished it out on Friday. I, I picked them in six, but I was that was just out of respect for the Heat because. And it might have been that if they were a hundred percent healthy. Yeah, it might have been that. You know, I think they might have got one of those first couple of games if they would have been healthy. But I mean, it was it was you know the wind out of their sails right away. I mean, they, we didn't even make it two two halves right. without everybody getting hurt. I mean, that was Jamie sprained his ankle and. Bam gets hurt, Dragic gets hurt. I mean, that was just that was a brutal way to start the finals. But like, like I was so excited for this matchup, like the the this, all the storylines and the history and all the back and forth. I was excited for it, and then we couldn't even get through game one before it was, all the air was taken out. Uh, Momo, what's happening with the Clippers' coaching search? Um, you know, the, the sense I get is they're going to take their time. They're not in a, they're not in a big rush on this. Um, you know, I think they're going to talk to a lot of people because. One thing that I thought was weird, guys, like they didn't fire Doc because they had a better idea. Mm-hmm. They didn't fire Doc because, like, ooh, we got to go get Mike D'Antoni now. You know, they didn't, or Jeff Van Gundy or whoever, whoever you want to throw out there. Like, I think Ty Lue has a, has a good shot at it. Um, uh, I think uh, they'll talk to a bunch of assistant coaches. They'll give them some information to, like, you know, some of the hot name assistant coaches, they'll, they'll talk to them as well. Um, I think they'll talk to Jeff Van Gundy. I think they'll talk. If I were them, I would talk to Mike D'Antoni. I don't know why they wouldn't. Uh, you know, he's an offensive genius, and he, he's certainly capable of coaching um, coaching a team like this. But, uh, you know, I, they are going to have a, a pretty deliberate process because I think what was clear from what they did with Doc is that getting rid of Doc was like, that was Steve Ballmer's call. That was an ownership-level decision. And the front office um, went along with it. You know, I guess they were involved in some of the discussions, but I don't think this came from there. So they weren't exactly planning a backup strategy. <laughs> like right. they weren't like, right. hey, this is. They didn't think right this off. whole breakup thing through just no. yet. Yes. No, I thought. I think the, the the resounding thing. We all talked about this too. I thought they were just going to change Doc's staff. I thought they were just going to, you know, make make him hire a defensive guy or different diff- different defensive coordinator. Um, you know, put some new eyes on that staff, uh, maybe some player development gurus, you know, some, some people who have strengthened that. That's what, I, that's what I think everybody with the Clippers and even outside the Clippers expected. But I, um, I just, I, I don't know, maybe I'm old school, maybe mm-hmm. I'm, I have a blind spot, but I, I just felt like, look it, you got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, damn it. Like, why is it Doc's fault that neither one of them could hold Jamal Murray. Yeah. Why is it Doc's fault that PG-13 is hooting the ball off the side of the backboard? Right. I'm like, at a certain point, like like Frank Vogel, his responsibility is to keep the team focused and in line and, and et cetera, et cetera. But if the Lakers don't win a championship, we're not looking at Frank. Yeah. We're talking about Bron and AD. Like, honestly, but Frank would have been the scapegoat. <laughs> That's how it works, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree with you there. I, look, I, I, I think there comes a point, LZ, and this is 
you know, when I got into this, I felt, I felt the same way as you did. Um, you know, on some level it's, it's the players on, you know, your superstars act like it. Right. Um, but I think the Clippers kind of felt like, well, we had some superstars before they didn't win. Then we had the scrappy team and they didn't win. And then we had some more superstars and they didn't win. And sometimes like, you know, Steve Ballmer's a tech guy. Um, you just get a new programmer. Like you just put a different yeah. set of eyes on it, you know, right. and it doesn't necessarily mean that doc was bad or anything, but people, you know, when Di- you're, they want when a you're different spending, fit. Yeah. yeah just yeah, some different, different set of eyes on it. Let's just get yeah. a new lead engineer. Yeah. Uh, Momo Dodgers in what? Mm, I'm going to say four. Okay. So you say the four. Padres get one. Okay. I say the, yeah. I say the right. Padres get one. And Dodger baseball coming up at 6 o'clock right after we are done here in about 15 minutes. Momo, thank you so much for hanging out with us as always. Are we singing the song, LZ, or is that just There's some moles in this house. There's some moles in this house. There's some moles in this house. I'm dancing. I'm doing my shoulder dance, but you can't see me. Uh, I I don't think they do shoulders, That's the only problem. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen the video, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I have, but I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm an old lady mom now. I, I can only do the right. shoulder shake, you know. Exactly. Exactly. I think Keep that's the only appropriate dance for me. Yeah. Momo, thank <laughs> you so we're much. Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Momo. See ya. Bye, guys. Take care. There she is, Ramona Shelburne. All right, coming up next, LZ and I are going to tackle who should be the MVP of this particular series, and we've got a couple of other things, including a movie idea that you're going to love. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Sedona and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Last segment before we get to turn it over to Dodger baseball. Mm-hmm. Game number two. Numero dos, LZ. Numero dos. Yeah, between the Padres, Los Padres y Los Doyers. There's really no transa- translation for Dodgers in, uh, no? in Spanish. So Los you just Doyers? Say, you say Doyers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, Greg? Yeah, it's the Doyers. Why are you asking Greg? He's because it's the Doyers. I'm from L.A. I get it. It's the Doyers. Not Latino. I'm asking for a, a lot of Sorry, guys. He's worried Latino about me blowing up the building and everything. So yeah, Well, you yeah. started it the way you, you said you it. You did start it. Yes, it I is like true. That. It is. It's because you we're going to hey, take I'm a Hey, I'm at the end of a very long NBA season. I'm ready for the Lakers to wrap this thing up so I can go on vacation. Wait, um, what do you mean very long NBA season? Like, Well, he play- started back in like uh, September, basically, is what he's saying, of last year. Yes, it's true. Where we all did. Yeah, but I'm like I'm I'm producing every game. Yeah. Well, so is LeBron. You don't see him complaining. <laughs> and, and by the way, this dude also had like eight weeks off for baby time. So. Oh, okay. Wait a now. second. You, you one of those? Are you no, one of those? No, actually, actually, Adam. God bless you. You yeah, should take all you, the George. time you have to for baby time. Okay? Yes, exactly. Yeah. If You're I said that, he'd those. kill me. You're one of those. I mean, I took two weeks, but you know. <laughs> But it's but you take whatever you need is what I'm saying whatever the whatever the company and the state or whatever is willing to give you. That's right. Well, I'm going to retroactively claim my time, even though my son's <laughs> 23. I think you only get a year to use it. Really? That is true. You only get a year. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I better use the rest of my time. Yeah, there you go. You got a few more weeks in there. Uh, so anyhow, 
Uh, LZ, who is the MVP of this series if you had to pick someone right now? LeBron. Yeah? Yeah. Even though Anthony Davis is one of, I believe, seven players in the history of this sport to average, I want to make sure I have the numbers right, 29, 9, 3 as an assist, 1 and 1, blocks and steals. The other players are all Hall of Fame type talents, like incredible talents, uh, including LeBron, including Karl Malone, including Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Hakeem Olajuwon, Kevin Durant, Patrick Ewing. Yep. Okay. Yep. I mean, listen, am I going to say that Anthony Davis hasn't been an, an absolutely necessary player for us to be at this point? Of course not. He has been absolutely necessary. We would not be here if that trade had not happened. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason why that trade happened. And the name is LeBron. Right. It's for sure. <laughs> so I'm like, I understand that we, we want to, you know, there's a thousand and one different ways we can try to do this. If you do straight stats, will LeBron lead the team in points, rebounds, and assists? Okay, shouldn't do that. If you want to talk about big moments in the fourth, sure, AD has hit some big shots, but LeBron certainly has too. If you want to talk about defense, LeBron certainly has to. I mean, yes, AD guarded Jimmy Butler. LeBron guarded Bam. Okay, right. so, you know. But the leadership and the gravity mm-hmm. of LeBron James is just different. Right. It's You're right. It's just different. Yeah. When LeBron is in the paint, it forces teams to do things just differently than when AD is in the paint. Mm-hmm. AD is a once-in-a-lifetime talent, mm-hmm. not taking that away from him. And I want him to be a Laker for the rest of his career. But you got to be a damn fool not to recognize what LeBron James is at this point. AD never had a 50-game season until he met LeBron James 50, on the floor. 50 wins. A 50-win right, yeah. season yeah. until he won, until he met LeBron James as a teammate. Come on now. Come on. Let's just keep it real. Yeah, I'm with you. Look, I, I, I just, you know, I, 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 I think we talked about this during purgatory. It's like you can make the case, which I did, right? Like if you look at those statistics that I gave you, I mean, they're impressive. The names alongside him are impressive for AD. But, yeah, I mean, the engine is LeBron, right? Like, I don't think there's any question about that part of the equation. And, and on both sides, too. Right. Like, I know AD has had some tremendous defensive plays and, and amazing blocks, including last night. Right. But defensively, LeBron James is out there. He may not get the block. It's because his man has decided, I'm not taking that shot. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I mean, it's just – and he's not just guarding, you know, Duncan Hines. Yeah. You know, he's guarding the best players as well. Although he is guarding occasionally Duncan Robinson around screens too, uh, occasionally. So uh, on occasion, on occasion. Yeah. I didn't call him Duncan Hines because he's so sweet. Yeah. He is sweet. He is a sweet shooter. There is no yeah, doubt is. Uh, about that. Uh, although Tyler Hero and his trick shots, man, I, I, I would love to – like I would love to switch places with him. Uh, for a day, uh, really? just to have that kind of skill at 20 years old. Good lord! Yeah, he's so stupid as a player, though. At times, I mean, he's a kid. He's a baby playing high school basketball 18 months ago. 
Yeah, I saw LeBron James play high school basketball right. 18 months ago. Okay, but he's and, not a prodigy like LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he's really good for a 20-year-old in the you, NBA Finals. You know when I knew that I, I couldn't have him on my squad? That's that snarl. Oh, no. That fake I want, snarl. I was no. like going, dude. I don't think that's fake at all. I, I think, like, dude, there's he's got not real a, swag. I mean, did you see what he wore on the draft? In the draft night? George, there's not an alley in America he won't get his ass kicked in. Walking around snarling like that. It was like if you don't stop with your size twenty eight inch waist and just play basketball, I, what oh, are you I talking see what about? It is. <laughs> even as even as fit as you are, that twenty inch inch waist is where the jealousy reigns. It's not jealousy, it's a sign of that you're just a child. Ain't no grown <laughs> man running around no twenty eight inch waist. Um speaking of which, before we let uh, we move on here and we turn it over to Dodger Baseball, do you see Aaron Sorkin wants to do a sequel of the social network? I'm all in on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's Man. a lot to cover, certainly. <laughs> I mean, just you could do a whole movie just on all the times he had to come to Congress and talk about why Facebook is so messed up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I would be so in on a movie like that. I and, and, and Sorkin would be the guy to do it. All right, LZ, great work as always. You too, my friend. Great job, Adam and Greg.